0: Chapter 6 of Anne of Green Gables. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sarah and Gracia Parshall. Anne of Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery. Chapter 6 Marilla Makes Up Her Mind. Get there they did, however, in due season. Mrs. Spencer lived in a big yellow house at White Sands Cove, and she came to the door with surprise and welcome mingled on her benevolent face. "'Dear, dear!' she exclaimed. "'You are the last folks I was looking for today, but I'm real glad to see you. "'You'll put your horse in, and how are you, Anne?' "'I'm as well as can be expected, thank you,' said Anne smilelessly. "'A blight seemed to have descended on her. "'I suppose we'll stay a while to rest the mare.' said marilla but i promised matthew i'd be home early the fact is mrs spencer there's been a queer mistake somewhere and i've come over to see where it is we sent word matthew and i for you to bring us a boy from the asylum we told your brother robert we wanted a boy ten or eleven years old marilla cuthbert you don't say so said mrs spencer in distress why robert sent word down by his daughter nancy and she said you wanted a girl didn't she flora jane appealing to her daughter who had come out to the steps she certainly did miss cuthbert corroborated flora jane earnestly i'm dreadfully sorry said mrs spencer it's too bad but it certainly wasn't my fault you see miss cuthbert i did the best i could and i thought i was following your instructions Nancy is a terrible, flighty thing. I've often had to scold her well for her heedlessness. It was our own fault, said Marilla resignedly. We should have come to see you ourselves and not left an important message to be passed along by word of mouth in that fashion. Anyhow, the mistake has been made, and the only thing to do is set it right. Can we send the child back to the asylum? I suppose they'll take her back, won't they? I suppose so said Mrs. Spencer thoughtfully, but I don't think it will be necessary to send her back. Mrs. Peter Blewett was up here yesterday, and she was saying how much she wished she'd send by me for a little girl to help her. Mrs. Peter has a large family, you know, and she finds it hard to get help. Anne will be the very girl for you. I call it positively providential. Marilla did not look as if she thought providence had much to do with the matter. Here was an unexpectedly good chance to get this unwelcome orphan off her hands, and she did not even feel grateful for it. She knew Mrs. Peter Blewett only by sight as a small, shrewish-faced woman, without an ounce of flesh on her bones, but she had heard of her. A terrible worker and driver, Mrs. Peter was said to be, and discharged servant-girls told fearsome tales of her temper and stinginess. And her family of pert quarrelsome children marilla felt a qualm of conscience at the thought of handing anne over to her tender mercies well i'll go in and we'll talk the matter over she said and if there isn't mrs peter coming up the lane this blessed minute exclaimed mrs spencer bustling her guests through the hall into the parlor where a deadly chill stuck on them struck them as if the air had been strained so long through the dark green, closely drawn blinds that it had lost every particle of warmth it had ever possessed. This is real lucky, for we can settle this matter right away. Take the armchair, Miss Cuthbert, and you sit here on the ottoman and don't wiggle. Let me take your hats. Flora Jane, go out and put the kettle on. Good afternoon, Mrs. Blewett. We were just saying how fortunate it was that you happened along let me introduce you two ladies mrs Blewett, miss cuthbert please excuse me for just a moment i forgot to tell flora jane to take the buns out of the oven mrs spencer whisked away after pulling up the blinds and sitting mutely on the ottoman with her hands clasped tightly in her lap staring at mrs Blewett, as one fascinated was she to be given into the keeping of this sharp-faced sharp-eyed woman she felt a lump coming up in her throat and her eyes smarted painfully she was beginning to be afraid she couldn't keep the tears back when mrs spencer returned flushed and beaming quite capable of taking any and every difficulty physical mental or spiritual into consideration and setting it out of hand it seems there's been a mistake about this little girl mrs Blewett. she said i was under the impression that mr and mrs cuthbert wanted a little girl to adopt i certainly was told so But it seems to me it was a boy they wanted. So if you're still of the same mind you were yesterday, I think she'll be just the thing for you. Mrs. Blewett darted her eyes over Anne from head to foot. How old are you and what's your name? She demanded. Anne Shirley faltered the shrinking child, not daring to make any stipulations regarding the spelling thereof. And I'm eleven years old. You don't look as if there was much to you, but you're wiry. I don't know, but the wiry ones are the best after all. Well, if I take you, you'll have to be a good little girl, you know. Good and smart and respectful. I'll expect you to earn your keep, and no mistake about that. Yes, I suppose I might as well take her off your hands, Miss Cuthbert. The baby's awful fractious, and I'm clean worn out attending to him if you like i can take her home right now marilla looked at anne and softened at the sight of the child's pale face with its look of mute misery the misery of a helpless little creature who finds itself once more caught in the trap from which it had escaped marilla felt an uncomfortable conviction that if she denied the appeal of that look it would haunt her to her dying day moreover she did not fancy mrs Blewett to hand a sensitive, high-strung child over to such a woman. No, she could not take the responsibility of doing that. Well, I don't know, she said more slowly. I didn't say that Matthew and I had absolutely decided that we wouldn't keep her. In fact, I may say that Matthew is disposed to keep her. I just came along to find out how the mistake had occurred. I think I'd better take her home again and talk it over with Matthew. I feel that I oughtn't decide anything without consulting him. If we make up our mind not to keep her, we'll bring or send over to you tomorrow night. If we don't, you may know that she is going to stay with us. Will that suit you, Mrs. Blewett? I suppose it'll have to, said Mrs. Blewett, ungraciously. During Marilla's speech, a sunrise had been dawning on Anne's face. First the look of despair faded out, then came a faint flush of hope, Her eyes grew deep and bright as morning stars the child was quite transfigured and a moment later when mrs spencer and mrs blewett went out in quest of a recipe the latter had come to borrow she sprang up and flew across the room to marilla oh miss cuthbert did you really say that perhaps you would let me stay at green gables she said in a breathless whisper as if speaking aloud might shatter the glorious possibility. did you really say it or did i only imagine that you did "'I think you'd better learn to control that imagination of yours, Anne, "'if you can't distinguish between what is real and what isn't,' said Marilla crossly. "'Yes, you did hear me say that, and no more. "'It isn't decided yet, and perhaps we will conclude to let Mrs. Blewett take you after all. "'She certainly needs you more than I do.' "'I'd rather go back to the asylum than live with her,' said Anne passionately. "'She looks exactly like a—like a gimlet!' Marilla smothered a smile under the conviction that Anne must be reproved for such a speech. "'A little girl like you should be ashamed of talking so about a lady and a stranger,' she said severely. "'Go back and sit down quietly and hold your tongue and behave as a good little girl should.' "'I'll try to do and be anything you want me to, if you'll only keep me,' said Anne, returning meekly to her ottoman. When they arrived back at Green Gables that evening, Matthew met them in the lane. Marilla, from afar, had noted him prowling along it and guessed his motive. She was prepared for the relief she read in his face when he saw that she had at least brought Anne back with her. But she said nothing to him relative to the affair until they were both out in the yard behind the barn milking the cows. Then she briefly told him Anne's history and the result of her interview with Mrs. Spencer. "'I wouldn't give a dog I like to that Blewett woman,' said Matthew with an unusual vim. I don't fancy her style myself, admitted Marilla, but it's that or keeping her ourselves, Matthew, and since you do seem to want her, I suppose I'm willing, or have to be. I've been thinking over the idea until I've kind of got used to it. It seems sort of a duty. I've never brought up a child, especially a girl, and I dare say I'll make a terrible mess of it, but I'll do my best. So far as I'm concerned, Matthew, she may stay." Matthew's shy face was a glow of delight. Well, now, I reckoned you'd come to see it in that light, Marilla. She's such an interesting little thing. It'd be more to the point if you could say she was a useful little thing, retorted Marilla. But I'll make it my business to see she's trained to be that. And mind, Matthew, you're not to go interfering with my methods. Perhaps an old maid doesn't know much about bringing up a child, but she certainly knows more than an old bachelor. So you just leave me to manage her. When I fail, it'll be time enough to put your oar in. "'There, there, Marilla, you can have your own way,' said Matthew reassuringly. "'Only be as good and kind to her as you can without spoiling her. "'I kind of think she's one of the sort you can do anything with "'if you can only get her to love you.' "'Matthew sniffed to express her contempt for Matthew's opinions "'concerning anything feminine, and walked off to the dairy with the pails. "'I won't tell her tonight she can stay,' she reflected, "'as she strained the milk into the creamers. "'She'll be so excited she wouldn't sleep a wink.' Marilla Cuthbert, you're fairly in for it. Did you ever suppose you'd see the day when you would be adopting an orphan girl? It's surprising enough, but not so surprising as Matthew should be at the bottom of it. Him that always seemed to have a mortal dread of little girls. Anyhow, we've decided on the experiment, and goodness only knows what will come of it. End of Chapter 6 Marilla Makes Up Her Mind Recording by Sarah and Gracia Parshall SarahParshall.blogspot.com